Today's Egg Spotlight episode is sponsored by Energrow. Energrow's oil seed pressing system helps farmers crush their feed costs. The easy way to make fresh, homegrown, high-quality meal plus expeller-pressed oil right on the farm. The fully automated Turnkey Crush Pro is easy to set up and run 24-7. To learn more, go to energrow.ca. Hi, and welcome to the North American Egg Spotlight. I'm Chrissy Wozniak. Today, I'm going to be talking with the Vice President of Content Develop and Programming at Farm Life Agri-Media. He's the host of Inside Farm Life podcast, and his passion for country music is shown in everything he does. I'd like to welcome Brent Adams. Thank you, Brent, so much for being here. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's good to see you again. And you've had a very busy year and a lot of changes. So can you tell me what's new? Absolutely. So I uh, came on board this startup venture at the beginning of May of this year, Farm Life Media. And uh, we it's an interesting story. It was, it was created by some folks uh, we're farmers just to have a gathering place for farmers and ranchers and and others in the industry who are, uh, uh, you know, just wanted a place to uh, find some education, a place to commiserate about the things that are not going right in the in the industry, and and just share stories and and you know help one another out. So through the course of three years, uh, they gained about uh, 180 thousand followers. So along the way, Amazing. they decided that they wanted to create a uh, a a media company around this to deliver content directly to those folks who were looking for additional content uh, around the country and really around the world. So uh, we, we've started out with a podcast inside farm life and uh, that also uh, there's a radio show version of that as well. That's weekly. And uh, you know, we're, we're also working on some video projects. We've got a, a website that's prepared to launch farmlifemedia.com going to launch here in the next couple of weeks. We're working with a, a great partner, Bubble Up, uh, out of Houston, Texas and Nashville. And, and they uh, are big. Uh, part of our mission also is uh, traditional country music. And, and they're big in the music industry. They, they built websites for, um, uh, you know, everybody from Alan Jackson and George Strait and Brad Paisley to Kiss and Aerosmith and, and Jimmy wow. Buffett. So they're a heavy hitter in the industry. They've never done a, an ag media website. So we're, we're partnering on something that's going to be, uh, we feel like best in class here. So really excited about that. It's going to be a place where you can find podcasts. We're going to curate other podcasts and maybe bring on board some other people who are, uh, you know, known ag media folks who, who really have their finger on the pulse of, uh, what's going on in media. We're going to create some video projects. Um, we've got a, a live streaming 24 seven, uh, radio station, that we soft launched a couple months ago that's going to have a bunch of uh, original programming on it as well as traditional country and and some uh a little bit of bluegrass and and gospel a little bit of southern rock on there just uh, uh, something that folks can stream while they're in their tractors or combines or sprayers or their barn or wherever they listen to to media so uh that, that's on live 365 right now but it's going to be a big portion of that website too so you know, our, our mission is really to create, and I tell people this all the time, the largest farm family on the planet, you know, a place wow. where everybody can come and gather uh, for education, information, a little entertainment, and, and just a place to hang out. And if uh, for folks that know anything about social media, they know things have been changing so much. It's kind of hard, even with 180,000 followers, to really 
uh, target that content to people because you're only as good as the social media channels allow you to be in terms of who they distribute that content to. So we're trying to create a platform where people can come to us and spend more time on that platform rather than on the socials and and create a just a gathering place where, where people can come to to learn. We're going to have something called Farm Life U where we have educational uh, blogs and videos from from uh, university agronomists and and a- animal husbandry experts and and equipment experts and you know extension agents and and different folks around the country that can speak into to you know different timely matters. That's really cool. Yeah, and in this time right now, with mainstream media has to say the least has lost trust. So I think that this is the the perfect time for something like this where just dive in and and have somewhere where people in agriculture can trust, right? Absolutely. Well, that's part of it too, is making sure that that we bring kind of uh, an objective eye to things. So we're, we're trying to bring in people who, who uh, you know, aren't coming in with an agenda, but can uh, bring some objectivity to whatever subject we're, we're talking about. So uh, always looking for, for really knowledgeable people that, uh, you know, can bring different perspectives because uh, as you know, in, in spending so much time around this industry, uh, you know, you can put 10 different people in a room and they're going to have 10 different perspectives on how things should be done. And, the, and they're very strong in those opinions. So, you know, we try to bring as many of those opinions to the table as we can and, you know, let, let the, the viewer, the, the listener kind of make their decision from there. Absolutely. And the podcast is a, is a big part of this, right? And, and yours is unique because you have segments within the podcast. So can you tell me about that? Right. So uh, the, the model is more of a, a traditional news format, whereas, uh, you know, a lot of podcasts are based on more storytelling or they might just have an interview with one person. You know, we do segment it and, and some of those segments go anywhere from about five to 15 minutes. And, and we try to bring in ag industry newsmakers or we talk about hot button topics in the industry or we bring in educational features, you know, like agronomy or like equipment maintenance or, uh, you know, anything that uh, we think our, our listeners will find fascinating. And then we also involve the, uh, the country music a- aspect. We have a segment called Back to the Country where we created uh, a conduit to take, uh, you know, some of this traditional country music that maybe isn't uh, being played as much on, on terrestrial radio these days, uh, because kind of the, uh, the the flavor of that music has changed, and and there's a lot of great artists out there that aren't getting play because you know they just don't fit the format. So we've kind of, you know, we we found that uh, people in agriculture, people in rural America, still love that old traditional country sound. So we we have tried to. Find those artists that uh, are, are still really good at, at making that kind of music and taking it directly to back to the country, as we say. So uh, we've got uh, some developments we're working with on that. Uh, uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I wish I could break some news here on that right now. We're, we're awful close to putting something together with some new live tapings down in Nashville. Uh, and, and I've got a special co-host that's going to be coming on with that too. And uh uh, we we got some really cool stuff going on with that. So I hope everybody oh, stays so tuned for that. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that. I love country music too. And so, yeah, you clearly love country music and, and you have forever. Where did that come from? Well, I tell you what, uh, ever since I was a little boy, I had, had uncles who were in radio and uh, kind of watched them. I remember uh, the one uncle in particular who was a, a country music disc jockey uh, when I was probably five or six years old. 
listening to him on the radio and that, and that was uh, late seventies, early eighties. So you had guys like Johnny Cash and uh, Johnny Paycheck and, and Waylon and Willie and Merle Haggard and, and folks like that. And Char- Charlie Pride. My, my first concert was a Mel Tillis concert when I was about five years old. Wow. Charlie Pride was my second. Kenny Rogers, my third. And, you know, just yeah, that, that passion for that has always been there and kind of grown over the years. And I've listened to all sorts of music over the years and always kind of come back around to that, that old classic country sound. And and so I had the opportunity uh, later in my career to uh, work in PR in uh in independent country music uh, out of nashville so i really really got a good feel for just what kind of music was being made out there but not really making it into the mainstream so i always thought if i had a platform to be able to share some of those artists uh, that that are, are doing this stuff that that would kind of be the way to go so you know along the way i met so many great people and uh you know that that, that have kind of helped me and the more that people uh, hear about what we're doing here, the more doors it opens because there's people that are just clamoring to get that content out there. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't really have to go searching for guests too much for this now. I mean, there's a lot of people that, uh, that want to get on board and, and a lot of these people that are, are doing it uh, came from agricultural backgrounds. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they have a real appreciation for farming and ranching. And, uh, you know, we talk about that whenever uh, th- there is that tie there. So, you know, they can talk about their, their roots in, in agriculture and, uh, you know, it makes for some in, interesting conversations. Yeah. That's so cool. And, um, you lost a great friend this year, Glenn Tubb. Can yeah. you tell me about him and how he impacted your life? Yeah. He was a great mentor to me as I was trying to get things started here, uh, you know, a number of years ago out of Nashville, I, I just kind of reached out to him and, and that was at the time uh, when the Midnight Jamboree, which was started by you know the, the country music legend Ernest Tubb, um, it was going through some financial uh, difficulties and and it was kind of on its last legs. And so I reached out to him and and asked what I might be able to do to help and and found myself uh, as the uh, uh, director of public relations for a campaign to save uh, the the. Uh, the midnight jamboree and i'm happy to report it's still alive and kicking wow. there's a new owner as of last august so about a year as a matter of fact a, a year this week uh and they're going great guns now they moved it from music valley in nashville back down to the original location at uh, 417 broadway downtown at the original Ernest tub record shop and uh you know glenn was a guy that uh you know you could always talk to about uh you know what you're going through and uh and you know get his opinion on on how you should approach stuff and he and i worked together on another project to uh try to get a a memorial built to ernest tub in the uh, stockyards in uh, fort worth texas unfortunately we weren't able to uh secure all the funding we needed so that one's still on the uh, on the uh back burner here and i hate that we didn't get that done you know in his lifetime because he was such a uh uh, you know, just a diehard uh, proponent for everything that, uh, you know, the great Ernest Tubb did for country music and, you know, paving the way for today's artists. And many of them don't even realize that. But, uh, you know, he beat that drum as long as he had uh, breath in his body. As a matter of fact, he he uh, uh, hosted the his his he, he hosted the Midnight Jamboree about three times a year. He actually hosted about three weeks before he passed away. So wow. uh, all the way to the end, he he you know kept his uncle's memory alive, and 
uh, you know, we tried to do that through this show and he was the one that opened the door for me to uh, start recording segments with the previous show that I had, uh, down at the Ernest Tubb record shop. So outside of, uh, the midnight jamboree on Saturday nights, I don't believe anybody else has recorded more artists out of that record shop than, than we did during that time. You know, we did, uh, over a hundred episodes there and, wow. and a lot of artists. So, uh, yeah, he opened a lot of doors for me and, and connected me to a lot of other people, which connected me to a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we've got this, uh, just a great, almost family of, uh, uh, folks that, uh, you know, that, that we continue to, uh, you know, spotlight in terms of artistry and, uh, it's, it's just a really cool connection and uh you know it was heartbreaking to to see him go he had been in bad health for a while and uh, uh the best thing we can do now is just keep his memory alive and and, and keep pushing forward you know? that's amazing and agriculture is also very important to you and like me you weren't raised on a farm right. um, but where did all that passion come from well i tell you what the passion comes from just watching everybody be passionate about it you know i i, I in my uh, 26 years as a professional journalist. And uh, when, when this opportunity came about, you know, I, I, I grew up in rural America. I grew up uh, with farms surrounding, you know, every place we, we lived. And uh, so it's always something that's, that's been there with me, uh, you know, knowing people who did farm, uh, having uh, other people, uh, you know, in extended family who farms and, uh, you know, just uh, wanting to tell the story of agriculture. We go around to all these farm shows and conferences and conventions. And and the one thing that I hear over and over again is, you know, we've got to do a better job of of telling our story in agriculture. And, uh, you know, I've taken that to heart. You know, uh, there are plenty of opportunities to tell those stories. And for me, you know, whether it's telling, you know, in my career, I've been a sports journalist and broadcaster. Uh, I've been a a religion writer. I've been a business editor. Uh, I've done all sorts of things in in journalism and, you know, agriculture is no different. I mean, there's stories to tell there. And like any of those other niches, you know, the deal is you find people who are knowledgeable about it. You, you research, you, you understand the issues, you, you know, formulate good questions and then you throw it to them and you, you just shut up and let them tell the story, you know? So uh, for, for me, it's just a matter of being prepared and, and finding the right people to tell those stories. Right. Yeah. And that, that, that's so honorable. And so uh, I feel the same way that, you know, these, everybody needs a voice, right? So if we can help people get, get that voice and show how much love and passion is in this industry, then that's, that's how we know we're doing good jobs, right? (laughs) And the other thing, and I'll I'll give a plug for the National Association of Farm Broadcasters, because uh, early on uh, getting involved in this, I became a member of that organization and really spent a lot of time connecting with other farm broadcasters around the country and, and really watching how they work and how, how they approach their craft. And, and there are just some amazing uh, folks uh, for, from coast to coast that uh, dedicate their whole lives to farm broadcasting. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, part of the fabric of their communities and uh, a vital part, you know, we look at the statistics, you know, NAFB does a quarterly wave of, uh, uh, research to find out who's listening, when they're listening, what kinds of content they're listening to. And, you know, farm broadcasting has never been stronger 
you know, I, I hear all the time their radio's dying and whatever. But you look at the the statistics across rural America, you know, farmers and ranchers still heavily rely on radio to get the message out, maybe more so than, uh, you know, the, than the Internet. So, um, you know, it's incumbent upon us to, you know, be able to still use that medium to tell those stories. So I really pay attention to to what a lot of good farm broadcasters do. And I I reach out to a lot of them, you know, and ask questions and, and I'll bring them on my show to lend perspective uh, in terms of what's going on with, within their region uh, because we're all connected on social media. And I spend a lot of time watching, you know, what they're covering and, and what the big issues are in, in their locale. And then uh, if I see something that I think would appeal to our audience and uh, always try to reach out to them and, and involve them in, in what we're doing too. And that, that's another big hope for, for all of this going forward is that we can involve more of them in some of the content that we're creating here and, 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 you know, give some of those folks that are doing it on kind of a local or regional scale, more of a national voice as well. Yeah, that's great. And it's, there's a lot in the pipeline. What can we expect in the, in the coming months? I know you said the, the website, right? Yeah, the website is uh, job one. We've got to get that up and going here. You know, most people start with a website. We <laughs> started with a, a Facebook page and a, and a podcast. So, we're kind of working out for, from there. So that's going to be the big thing, getting that out. We're working on some video projects that, that uh, are going to originate on uh, probably YouTube or Vimeo, but be part of the website and, and be shared across social media. And the ultimate goal is to start creating some content for television. So uh, we're working on some syndication there. Also working on... Uh, uh, you know, syndication for the, uh, for the radio show. Uh, you know, we've got a handful of stations now, but we're hoping to take that from coast to coast as well. So we're, we're working with some folks to, to make that happen. Uh, so, so we can, we can get out as much of this content as we can. And, you know, the big thing is we want to be, uh, you know, an ear for the, uh, the, the, uh, farming community too. So if, uh, if ever folks have ideas for stories or things that we should be, uh, covering or, or things they think we're missing, you know, uh, on my show every week, I always put my uh, email address on there and folks can reach out to me there. Or once we get that website up, we'll have all that contact information on there, please, please. And, and you can message us through uh, the farm life Facebook page too, and, and we'll get those. But anytime you have uh, story ideas or things you think that, uh, you know, the, the farming community would be interested in hearing about, let us know. And, and we'll definitely pursue that because we're, we're here for, for farmers and ranchers. Yeah, that's great. And, uh, and what, what I can see about farm life now, like I see, it's a lot about the people obviously who put food on our, on our tables for the whole nation. And um, I can see that farm life, they care about the farmer's lives, about their well being, about mental health and their spiritual lives. So right. was all of this intentional like from the get-go or has this all just happened? Well, a lot of it has been organic. You know, I wasn't yeah. here at the beginning, but but my understanding is that, that they wanted to have all those components, you, you know, because I think faith is a big part of it. And, and uh, you know, when we look at the analytics of the stuff that uh, we share, you know, some of those faith posts are the biggest drivers of uh, content that, that we have there. So, I mean, that, that tells you that there's that common thread there. Uh, and you know, the, the more we see people wa wanting it, the, the more we want to give it to them. So, you know, we, we yeah, big on that, big on educational pieces. We see that those get shared really well and they get a lot of engagement because again, 
you know, everybody's got an opinion. They want to throw that opinion in there. So it gives them a chance to sound off and feel heard. And, you know, there, there's a couple other big issues you mentioned, uh, you know, mental health. That, that's one that we're always going to keep front and center on our shows. You know, Brandon Deal does his show on Wednesday night and, and I do uh, a number of ag uh, themed live streams on there as well. And, you know, what we try at least quarterly to bring on uh, mental health experts just to keep that uh, topic, you know, top of mind because you, you never know when you're meeting somebody where they're at, you know, and that's something Absolutely. that we never want to forget there. And, and another is uh, just uh, general uh, farm safety, you know, f- physical safety. And now as we're getting into harvest season here, uh, you know, it's time to circle back around to that one again. So you're going to be seeing stuff in the coming weeks on on equipment prep and maintenance to make sure you're being safe as you get your equipment out in the field. And also, uh, you know, grain bin safety, because that's one, uh, you know, no matter how much we beat that drum, you know, then you turn around and see a, another devastating story like, uh, it, you know, one I saw here a, a couple of weeks ago of another incident. And it's like, uh, man, you know, no matter how much you say it, it's it's still going to be an issue. So as long as we keep seeing uh, grain bin accidents and trapments and uh, and deaths, we're going to keep uh, we're going to keep that front and center too. You know, is just a reminder, and you hope that uh, even if you're only reaching one or two people with that message, that something's going to click, and and you're going to say something that's going to trigger something for somebody when they're uh, in the midst of uh, you know being around this stuff. So, yeah, that's important. You know, yeah. Well, one last question for you. What uh, what did God put you on this earth to accomplish? You personally? Wow, wow. that's a good one. I, you know, uh, there's I feel like there's so many things. First of all, it's being uh, being uh, you know an advocate for Him. You know, t- telling His story. I think that's the the most important to uh, to be able to 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 share the gospel with people and and trying to live that out. I think that's. The, the most important and and sometimes uh, in all transparency that gets lost in the day to day so you know there's always a need to to kind of refocus and and uh, and you know regroup on that but also being the best uh, husband and father I've got five children and uh, you know want to want to be an example for for those kids and uh, you know how how to to be uh, a, a good Christian, but also to, uh, to, to leave the world better than you found it, you know, and, and when you have a platform like this, uh, you know, that can't be taken for granted, you know, uh, and I just want them to understand work ethic too. You know, that's an, another part of it is to, uh, uh, you know, I, I show up every day and, and give it everything I've got here to, uh, you know, try to do the best we can for, for what we're building here. And, you know, I'm excited to see where it all goes, but, uh, you know, try not to, you know, it's it's really easy to get in these situations and make work your purpose and say, you know, God put me on earth to communicate this story to farmers and ranchers. Well, you know, it's a job and I enjoy doing it. I'm passionate about doing it. I probably spend more hours every day thinking about it and doing it than I, I should. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, just uh, uh, serving God and living for him and, and, and telling folks about him, that's, uh, that, that's where the priority should be. And you know, I just hope at the end of the day that, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that I can, you know, try to achieve that mission. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. That's awesome. And uh, thank you so much 
for joining me today. It's always awesome to talk to you. Welcome. Thank you for inviting me on. I appreciate it. Uh, you're doing a great job with this show and and everything you're doing to make those connections around agriculture, I think is is so exciting and so important. And uh, I'm just excited to see where where everything you're doing is is going because I know God's leading you in some exciting places too. Sure is. <laughs> And thanks to everybody who's watching or listening. If you want more information, the links are provided in the show notes. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to North American Egg Spotlight on YouTube and Rumble channels. And the podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to today's Egg Spotlight episode, where we put the spotlight on people and companies doing great things for the agricultural industry. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, or on your favorite podcasting platform and give us a five-star review. You can also follow us on YouTube and Rumble to see the video version of Ag Spotlight. Also, head on over to NorthAmericanAg.com to subscribe to our Industry Connect update newsletter. If you're interested in advertising opportunities, email us at connect at NorthAmericanAg.com. Thanks for listening. Fastline Auctions, the ultimate destination for online farm equipment auctions. Looking to list equipment? Fastline Auctions knows farmers, and farmers have trusted Fastline for their equipment needs for over 45 years. With unmatched digital reach and direct-to-farmer catalogs, they can find the right buyer for your equipment. Not to mention, they have the industry's lowest commission rates. And if you're looking for equipment to buy, you can bid with confidence. No buyer premiums, no reserves, just integrity. Fastline Auctions, your trusted platform for hassle-free, cost-effective farm equipment auctions. Visit Fastline.com for more information. You can join us for a tour of the Fastline Auctions platform July 13th at 6.30 p.m. To register for this webinar, go to NorthAmericanAg.com slash Fastline hyphen webinar. That's NorthAmericanAg.com slash Fastline hyphen webinar to register now.